Hey there, it's Colette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on our way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories. Today, we're honored to welcome 2019 Stanley Cup champion Pat Maroon. He was drafted by the Flyers, had his NHL debut with the Ducks, and became the hometown hero in his native St. Louis with not only his second round, Game 7, double overtime goal, but being a part of the Blues' first ever Stanley Cup championship last year. We can't wait to have some fun with Pat. Hi, Pat. How are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Nope, in Tampa, living with a roommate right now. Uh, I'm at his house, Braden Points. So we're just hanging out, me, him, and his wife, and just living the life. Living the life. That's awesome. When what do you prefer to be called? Pat? Patrick? Patty? Whatever. People okay. call me Pat. Patrick, mom will call me if I ever get in trouble, but other than that, it's Pat. Are you still getting in trouble with your mom? I still am. Till this day, <laughs> I always get yelled at. We'll clear. Perfect. We'll steer clear from Patrick then. We'll stick it with Pat. <laughs> Is it so hot and sweaty in Tampa right now? I've not been it's, in the summer before. It's humid. It's sticky. It's muggy. I mean, I mean, we try to go out and play golf, but it's it's eighteen holes and you're leaking, just oh, yeah. sweating, okay. uncomfortable. Mosquitoes are terrible here. I have mosquito bites oh. all over my body. But oh, that's not that's so bad call. here too. Okay, so wait, so you're allowed to golf in this like lockdown of your guys's right now? That's it, though. So we have to, if we need food, we have to Uber Eats, and then we do go to the grocery store. We're not supposed to, but we do. Okay. Uh, we get to golf, but it has to be with your teammates. Can't be with anyone outside of in the locker room. Yeah. And then, so these four days now leading up to it is huge for us for testing yeah have you been getting tested every day every single day we get tested really the nose swab or are you guys doing saliva ones saliva saliva and then we do a nose i think every two weeks jeez and i think when we get to the hub city it's all nose really and then that's daily that's daily. Every day you have to walk in, you have to fill out a nap, how you feel in the morning. And then when you get to the rink, you have to get back on a nap and kind of fill out the same questions and then do your saliva test and then go to the rink. And then you'll find out that morning around eight o'clock, like two hours before you're supposed to go to the rink, if you're negative or positive, you get an email. Wow. A lot of work that goes into it, but it's been good so far. They've been doing a good job of like managing it and keeping us safe. But I, it is hard not to like go out and do something, not go out to dinner, go to, you know, 
Yeah. But we find ways. We we have beers at each other's houses. We go entertain ourselves. So that's okay. good. Was all this part of the um, agreement before you all agreed to return to play? Yeah. So the agreement kind of was when we got to training camp, you had to stay within our own bubble, which is go to the rink, come home, the same kind of routine. If you do go to golf, kind of that, but mm -hmm. it wasn't an agreement, but there's nothing that the only thing that kind of changed is kind of your, at your own safety, at your own risk. Mm -hmm. right. Because if, if you go out to a bar, you go out to a restaurant and you bring it to someone else, then you're kind of, fucking it up for everyone else yeah definitely you're screwing your whole team and beyond your whole team yeah. and beyond yeah. so you just got to be careful i mean it's just going to be tough though i mean you have black aces now mm -hmm. that are skating without us they're at the hotel so it's what are they doing you know so yeah, right i mean it just you, you have to keep an eye on it but like i said you can't you're at your own risk so if you want to go do it then go do it so was there any question for you so stepping back in um, to not go ahead with this? Yeah, I, I questioned it a lot, actually, uh, with Anthony. Uh, kind of, he's, he's 12 years old, he's playing AAA hockey, and he's kind of in the middle of, you know, summer and getting things going. I missed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mom had cancer. Um you know, Francesca's grandpa just passed away. Oh, yeah. So I just, there was a lot going into it. Leaving family, she couldn't even come to Tampa with me. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Because first off, I wouldn't let them because it was unsafe. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't be able to do anything. So I, I really thought hard and considered it. But, you know, I can only play for so long. So I figured I would just take another stab at it, get back into it, and Hopefully things happen and this whole COVID thing turns around here soon because it is scary. I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns, but obviously when you're away from your family and if someone gets in, you're not there to help. It's obviously it's going to hurt a little bit, but uh, that's kind of why I considered it also is this, you know, if my son got it, if Francesca got it, if I remember got it and I'm not there to, you know, see them or something bad happens. It's just a really tough situation. Every player goes through it, but, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah, that obviously so many factors for you. Like, that totally makes sense. Did you guys have any teammates who didn't want to come back or didn't come back? I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of girls that are pregnant, like, talking around the league. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing where, you know, guys – you know, maybe you're having their first kid or a second kid and, you know, they, they might go and play the playoffs. But they might leave during the playoffs because they want to be there for their yeah. wife. And with this whole COVID thing, I think you guys probably can relate to it is if you're pregnant, I guess it can affect the baby and yourself. So I think that worries a lot of players also. And, um, and it's kind of scary because if your wife is alone by herself, in her house or if she needs to go to the grocery store, she needs to go to the doctor's office and somehow catches it and she's all alone. I mean, that's, that's kind of scary at itself. And I think that's what kind of guys are worried about 
and as they should be worried because mm-hmm. it's your wife and you know their first newborn or the second yeah yeah i think there's a lot to be said for that too and um i applaud the players that are um that have made that difficult decision to stay behind and i guess for some it doesn't even feel difficult it's just this is what you this is what you do and you're right like family does come first and there's so many unknowns with this whole virus um and that's that's I don't know, I just feel like we're all living in such a state of fear regarding that, and there's just so many unknowns. The brightest minds in the world are trying to figure this out for us, and they, they can't. All we have is this two-week window that we know we have to travel somewhere and be alone for two weeks. Or So even if you were to fly home, you can't even run to your, your family member right away because you're going to have to quarantine for two weeks. There's so much. 100%. Yeah. There's just so much that goes into it. And- like if we go all the way, or even if we don't go all the way, we have to come home and quarantine for 14 days, like you said. And for me, I've been away from my kid pretty much all my my whole career, pretty much. And I think it's going to be an eye opener for some of these guys that are used to even on the road. I mean, it's hard, you know, you're gone for a week or two weeks, but I think months at a time, it's really going to affect players. I think more than they think. I think, yeah, you're just going to go play the game you love and try to win a Stanley Cup, but there's a lot more that goes into it, and I think it's it's going to be really tough on people, and you're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. like they don't know yeah, how hard that is. Like you know firsthand exactly yeah, like how hard it is to be gone for so long. And is this your last year? Is this a one-year with Tampa that you're on? Yeah, so I'm on a one-year deal right now, so uh, these playoffs are huge for me. I'm 32. I'm getting slower. <laughs> You're young. Uh, you got lots so, of time. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep grinding it out. You yeah. know, having fun. I love the game. You know, I just I play the game. I I love doing it. So um, that's um, just back to Anthony for a second too, because you got to you played in St. Louis, your hometown, and where he lives, and that was like the first time in, in a long time that you got to live in the same city as him. Is that correct? Thirteen years. Yeah. Wow. I was just going to say, yeah, has it been so difficult? You took, you took, you decided to go to Tampa and now you're separated again after having a year, a great year with him. Yeah, it was tough. I think that was probably, this year was probably one of the hardest times leaving him. I know we go through a lot, you know, we, we cry, we, we have happy times when I'm going to the airport, I'm driving. Uh, but, but this year was extremely tough because I was around him almost every single day I you know I I took him to hockey I watched him you know I went to hockey tournaments before training camp we had never been before like in September when his season was starting he had two hockey tournaments and I took him to so I mean um those moments and you know that time we had together we'll I mean we'll never forget it but I think again it's when you're sitting there and you're you're trying to figure out where you're trying to play next year and you're in the middle of August and you're in the third week of August and you still don't have a team to sign with and you finally sign and then all of a sudden it's just like boom I'm gone mm-hmm. I think it hit us both really hard because we had something you know special going on we had the father-son bond that I never really had I get it through the three months out of the three months out of the year which is the summertime that hockey players get but I never got the year effect of being a full dad at taking him to school every morning, picking him up from school, um, you know, having him my days off. Um, 
doing the things that I've, you know, I would any dad would dream of doing, which is taking the hockey or basketball, mm-hmm. uh, maybe taking taking lunch to a school and surprise them. The things that I've I've missed out on for yeah. so many years, and I just we just had a blast together. It was honestly it was one of the greatest years I've ever had of being a father and hockey career. Yeah. There's so many awesome videos of you guys from that year in St. Louis. Like, so that's pretty cool. And you're clearly a proud dad. And I mean, it's really awesome that you guys have so many of those videos for memories and everything, but it's definitely not enough. Like one year, it's not enough. No, it's not. And that's why it goes back to this conversation we just had is how some guys are going to go a couple months without seeing their kid and wife. It's going to be tough. And, it's easy. I mean, there's times where I'm sitting there and I'm depressed because I've missed Anthony so much or I'm watching a game through live bar and I'm just like, I should be there live <laughs> watching them play. And I'm just like, why am I not there? Or some guys have just had their kid and they're going to miss their, you know, their kid's first walk or, you know what I mean, or crawling or, you know, saying words. It's going to be tough. And I think, you know, a lot can happen in three months. And I think people don't realize that. And I've missed a lot of Anthony. Uh, I've, you know, I have a lot of videos of Anthony as a kid, but I don't really um, kind of, I don't know, realize that how much I've really missed, I guess, in his life, like crawling, walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's delivered on September 2nd. I know I'm rambling, but I had to leave the next day for rookie camp. Yeah. So I really missed out on so much of his life. Yeah, it's difficult. I think it, I think, um, and I think as athletes, you always know that you are, um, I mean, the game is your life. It it is your livelihood. It's your job. And then I also know, I just feel like there's so many players too that, um, like you're saying, like you get a couple weeks away from, you go on a road trip, you have a couple weeks away from your family. You now have this, you've had, you know, the last Anthony's whole life realizing that the time apart is, is precious. And then we look at like, um, I don't know, people in the armed services and the military that do this all the time. And there's a whole new appreciation, although we always appreciate it. But it's just a different level of consciousness, I think, when you're placed in this position now. You know, it's just, it's 100%. just different. Yeah. It really is different. Yeah. Especially well, with everything going on. I yeah. know. And I think, too, we're all looking forward to being entertained by hockey again. Um, and this is such a unique year. I, I sure hope that we, we all get through it and I don't know, see a Stanley cup hoisted again. And, um, it brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. Isn't that like the whole point of pro sports? I guess. And yeah, pro sports, I think bring everyone together. Yeah. I think football, basketball, hockey, whatever it is, soccer. I think it really does bring people together. Um, brings a unique unique uh, way of bringing out a lot of personalities and people and um, kind of brings people more together. And I hope that with the crazy times that we are dealing with right now in the world with, you know, and I hope this can kind of change away and, you know, the new generation that's coming up can kind of see because we are going through a difficult time with, COVID and everything else. So right. I hope yeah. this finds a way that sports that 
once they do come back, we can hopefully find a way to bring everyone back together and, you know, kind of getting along and hopefully we'll see. Yeah, and just bring a lot, bring some happiness and joy to people. I'm excited to watch. I know when golf kind of was one of the first ones where you could actually watch a live golf match again. I mean, Ray was glued to the TV. It was, uh, yeah. I don't know, everyone's just kind of a little more into everything. I'm excited to see how, how they're going to do this with hockey. I, I have all these crazy ideas in my head. I'm like, I feel like they should transpose, like, screens around the rink with fans screaming and somebody's like i feel like the wizard of oz should be there just hitting buttons for everybody yeah because when it's so quiet it's so boring but even with like kids hockey right now we have to get the kids dressed outside skates on outside and then they walk in to the door we can't go inside and watch and then they just come back out in their gear and we take all their shit off like at the car (laughs) so weird that is weird will you be home dressing I don't know if you guys watch WWE at all or wrestling. Have you met Jason? Oh my God, I married a 10-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, I was watching like SmackDown the other day. <laughs> oh they God. had like plexiglass <laughs> around the whole, the whole arena. And they had like the, the wrestlers that weren't performing at the time banging on the plexiglass and like screaming like there were fans really? in the stands. So okay. maybe as players, we can share on the opposite team and stand <laughs> yeah. behind the glass. Yeah. Jeez, hey, it's already idea. Yeah, totally. Wrestling, <laughs> as if wrestling wasn't weird. Yeah, as if WWE wasn't already weird enough. Now they just made it weirder. But oh, whatever. Oh, you guys are big baseball fans, though, aren't you? I'm a huge baseball fan, yeah. I love my Cardinals. So I think opening day is when? Today? Is it? Is it today? Yeah, so you must be, yeah, you must be happy that's back on. Yeah, that's, it's going to be – you know what? I, I watched a preseason game the other day, and all the players are kind of mic'd up. I think what's going to be cool about fans and, like, watching the game, which I'm kind of pissed off about the NHL coming out and saying they're going to be a five-minute de- – or a five-second delay. Oh. But because of cussing and, you know, obviously they want to catch something if you say something bad, but – I think you, it's going to be neat for a lot of fans. So when, like, if you're at a bar watching or even at your house, you have surround sound, you can hear the guys talk the entire time. And I think that's going to bring a different, you know, attraction to our fans because I know hockey is not – it's the lowest sport. And we, can, we, we all can admit it that it's probably NFL, NBA, baseball, then hockey. Mm-hmm. So I think – they're going to see a lot of personalities in hockey, which is good because hockey does have a lot of personalities and a lot of oh. fun ones. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to but bring, you guys never I get think to that's show going to attract it. a lot of fans. We never get yeah. to show because we're never allowed. No, but and chirps are my favorite we part. We always walk on eggshells in the NHL. Yeah, that's I want to hear all the chirps. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I- Plus, you're, there's such a separation with you guys, too. I think a lot of people sometimes don't recognize you because of all the gear that you wear. They don't necessarily know the size of your bodies. They can't see your face completely or the hair except for this, the flow out of the back. But yeah. um, it will be like then stepping on the ice with all of you. Everyone will kind of feel like a teammate, sort of. A censored teammate. Sort of. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. 100%. Um, so are they, are they all mic'd? Awesome. Are you all mic'd? I don't. I would assume. I would. I would think a couple players would be mic'd up, which it would be smart for the NHL to do that because you're only going to see. You can hear like if 
you two weren't mic'd up, but I was, we can hear each other talking and communicating. So I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be awesome. Hmm. Um, I think it's going to bring out a lot of players, a lot of personalities that a lot of people have never seen before. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's one thing that does bug me is that you guys, like, you just have to watch what you say. Like you can't have a personality and I mean, us as wives have to watch what we say and like, it's so crappy. <laughs> it's no, so annoying I'm a vocal person and I'm like, Ooh, I got to lock it up. Like I can't do it. You and, yeah, you and I are both like that. We're like, Oh shit. Do we have to edit that? Yeah. I think like you said, Pat too, like you feel like you're walking on eggshells. I think there's part of that, that, um, I also sort of respect about hockey players and the league and the tradition of being gentlemen in, in this league. Um, right from how you all dress when you show up to a game. I like that part. I know it's, it's tough it, when you compare it to watching um, basketball pay, players arrive or football, like there's a lot, it's a lot more um, vibrant. They have a, their styles allowed to be shown a little bit more. And I do feel like hockey's going there in the last couple of years. I feel guys are getting a little more creative with their suits, but mm-hmm. I kind of admire that part of the NHL too. I like their traditional um, respectful part, respecting the game. And there's something about that. too. No. Yeah, I can see that. And I think I, but the only problem is that's so far gone out of the NHL now. There's yeah. no guys like that anymore. I think you'll, you'll find a handful of players that are like, we're kind of in that old school mentality and like gentlemen. And now it's all these young kids now and they're being creative. And I think you're going to see probably the suits out of the NHL here pretty soon. <gasps> no. Because I think it's just. <laughs> It's going to, it's, it's going to change a lot because it's, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't hold each other accountable anymore. And it's, 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 it's a totally different league now than when I first stepped into it. So um, it's definitely gotten a lot younger and I don't really agree with it. I think you need a lot. I think veteran players are the way to go. And, but you know, it's a new NHL. Yeah, that's true. I think this whole generation has grown up in front of a camera too, in their hand. So that's the difference too, right? Like they don't know what it's like to not take a selfie or or put yourself out there. In the beginning, I remember Ray, there would meet there would be meetings at the beginning of every season with the NHL security saying, "Don't show pictures of your kids. Don't do that." Like the list of don'ts is what everyone is doing daily now. So it's completely different, and even has changed since Ray stepped out of the game. So. Um, it's, yeah. it's interesting to watch from the outside and I can't judge because I'm not on the inside anymore. So it's interesting to hear you say that, that it's even, it's changed a ton and it's young. And it was hard for me to say that yeah. the league was young because Ray was freaking 42 when he played still. So <laughs> I was like, all oh, these young guys, well, 32 is young but but I'm glad in like the fun like party years there was no social media. <laughs> like, oh, you couldn't god. just record. Imagine. Oh my god, no. Like I'd be. <laughs> well, I mean that's. I know. I just there's no there's no old school way where like don't have a beer with someone or it's frowned upon now, or you get looked at. I mean, I mean, I'm sure Ray has stories of probably drinking twenty beers a night and chicken wings before a game. So it's. <laughs> It's totally different now. People are eating, people are vegetarian, vegan, you know, doing all the stuff, you know, obviously because the game, the game has changed dramatically, but it's just, it's totally different now. And I'm an old school, I'm an old soul. I love the old school way. So hopefully I can keep it around as long as I can. 
I love it. Do you think it's too early to tell, not for you, but um, do you think it's too early to tell that if all, the, all these new habits that, and they're healthy habits, there's nothing wrong with them, clearly, that they're going to create more longevity, longevity in the game for the players? I think so. I think, I mean, it depends. I mean, people are training like seven days a week now, or, you know, people are really stepping up, you know, trading, eating habits, you know, you know, hiring the right people, hiring the skating coach, hiring the skills coach. Um, my opinion, I think you're going to get exhausted. I think you're going to get hurt more because of that. But um, that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah. But I don't know other people feel about it but I think with guys that do train hard and then on the ice with skills coach and then your power skating and I, I just think it's it's a lot and it's it's taxing on your body mm -hmm. so maybe if you had stuck with roller hockey you wouldn't you wouldn't be uh considering these things the extreme <laughs> no the problem is they didn't pay me. <laughs> okay, but okay. So compare how your national championship compared to your uh, Stanley Cup championship celebration. Which one? The, There's two. The, your, there. your roller oh. national. Oh, your roller, roller. national. Yeah, Francesca gave us a heads up oh. that you got a national oh, championship God. there. Does that Gets entail like a? Is that a? Is there a trophy involved in that? <laughs> Gets off always chirp me. Uh, <laughs> I did. I didn't win a gold medal in roller hockey for Team USA and IHF, but it was fun. I mean, I really enjoy the game of roller hockey. I, I grew up on it. Ice hockey was was not huge in St. Louis at the time, and now, I mean, Bridge, you can probably relate. You guys go back to St. Louis a lot. I mean, there's so many alumni people that love St. Louis now, and it's it's huge now in hockey, and that wasn't there until I was probably Bantam in hockey. Bantam, AAA, because Jeff Brown was my coach at the mm -hmm. time, which he played for the Blues in Montreal, I think, in Vancouver. Yeah. But then you got Kelly Chase. Uh, and you had John Keith Cooper there too, right? Did you have John and Kelly? John Cooper was there for my junior, for juniors. Uh, he was my coach for two years. Yeah. So uh, that's all I knew was roller hockey, and I loved the game. I, my best friend played. His dad owned the roller hockey rink that I went to, and uh, I got asked to go play for Team USA up in Sweden, and it was a no-brainer. It was the middle of July, Kallestad, Sweden. <laughs> it was beautiful out. There's beaches. Perfect. So I went, and we ended up winning, and now I get tripped from it by all the hockey players. <laughs> hey, a gold uh, medal is a gold no, medal. So, Exactly. Yeah, it's a gold medal. I don't even know where it's at, to be honest with you. I don't know if my parents have it or oh, man. we didn't get a you ring. You just got to flex that once in a while. Like, I have a bowling trophy from when I was in grade six, and every once in a while, I'll just make sure to put it on the mantle. Just flex that <laughs> shit. You got to. But back to your uh, question, the Stanley Cup party was obviously a little bit better oh, yeah. than the gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a good time winning, though, after we had a good time. But the Stanley Cup, it was a 48-hour bender, to say the least. 48 hours, that's it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, well, I had I took a nap in between, then we went to the parade, and then we went to Vegas. So then you can t uh, you probably know how that went. Okay, but, that's perfect. <laughs> I loved watching 
that whole series and then the fun like watching you guys win it was suddenly like everyone was a st louis blues fan and i have said this to friends on here before all of a sudden i felt like all roads left led to st louis we have so many friends that live there and love it and i mean i was in i sat there with a girlfriend christy berry actually uh, tyson berry's mom and i the two of us sat there and watched game seven with st louis blues hats on and like just the two of us <laughs> it, we had a riot it was it was so fun to watch you guys so win and so fun to watch you celebrate after. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, and that, well, I mean, me being from St. Louis and the Blues waiting 52 years for the first Stanley Cup, and we all know how the Cardinals and, you know, the Rams won the Super Bowl when they were there. And the Cardinals are like the second most, have the second most World Series in the MLB history. So it's just like they were always winning. And everyone was just waiting for the Blues. And everyone kind of rallied behind them, like you just said. It wasn't just the Blues fans. I think everyone was kind of pulling for us, mm -hmm. which was awesome. And then what we did in the parade as as players and, like, you know, greeting the fans, you know, getting out of our floats. Uh, I mean, it was just, you know, the fans were behind us all year. You know, even through those struggles that we had in the beginning of the year. But – that parade was something else. Because I, I think of a parade, they just sit in their float and they just go down and wave to people. We got out, we we're stealing cop motorcycles, we we're getting on bikes, I mean, <laughs> going in the crowds, uh, spraying champagne everywhere. I mean, it was, it was a blast. But those are things, like, I had no ties to, like, St. Louis, but you just want to see a different team win, too. Like, it's, it's exciting. It's way more exciting to see a team that, you know, hasn't had it and I was I was totally rooting for you guys. Again, I had no ties, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think when you see the same teams go to the finals every year, it kind of gets boring after a while. Yeah. What was your favorite Stanley Cup moment? Uh, probably winning, probably Game Seven. But I obviously scoring that goal was it was a huge moment in my career. Probably the biggest moment of ever. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And Anthony crying in the stands after and watching the video after the game. I mean, that was a really cool moment because he didn't know I scored. And then I think Dana O'Reilly told him I scored and then he just started breaking down. So uh, those moments like that, that, you know, I'll never, I'll never forget. And they're memories that last a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We were just doing our homework and re-watching all of that stuff today, too. And I got goosebumps and watery eyes all over again. <laughs> I don't even know you, but I just, I, I love that. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> no, it was good. I got emotional, too. It was hard to hold back tears after scoring that goal. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, scoring on Ben Bishop, too. He's a St. Louis guy. So there was a lot that went into it. And... Well, that's kind of the goal I'd probably score anyways. I'm not going to, you know, this is a greasy goal. <laughs> hey, Kelly, Kelly Chase told me that you told him that you were going to score that old OT goal. I did. I did. That's crazy. Kelly's, uh, he came up to me that morning and he was like, you're going to score today? I said, I might get two. And we ended up winning. I almost hit the first one, and but I ended up putting on overtime goal so it all worked out <laughs> so cool he also said to ask um 
I, we were reaching out to friends. We like to get the inside scoop on people before we jump in. But uh, oh, geez, like, Kelly's known—he's known me too well. <laughs> I know he, and he loves you. He was saying, ask him about um, off-season parties at his house while he was in Canada. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I was like his lawn care kind of guy. I used to cut his grass and cut his trees down, and I used to get his four by four. Uh, yeah, side by side, sorry, and load it up and bring all the branches down. And so me and my team at the time, Scooter Vaughn was staying at Kelly's house and Kelly always used to go back to Canada. I think they had a cottage somewhere. I don't think it was Gaza. I think it was somewhere else. Yeah, they're in Saskatchewan. Yeah, so we always knew he was gone. So we thought he was gone the one week. And we, he pulls up and we're having a massive party. There's beer pong, <laughs> there's people in the pool, there's people everywhere. And he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Are you fucking kidding me? I thought he was going to beat my ass, but he ended up putting a smile on his face. He started, he, he had a drink with us, but he's like, get these fucking people out of my fucking house. Oh my God. You're lucky my wife's in here. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it was, we used to throw, but that was, that was only the one time we got caught. We used to have parties nonstop. And when he pulled oh up God. and I was like, who's pulling up? And then I was in the pool at the time. And then I don't know where Scooter was, but there was people everywhere. And he's like, where's fucking Patty? He's screaming my name. And I'm like hiding underneath the pool. Like, <laughs> he doesn't see me. How long can you hold I'm your breath there. for? Yeah. <laughs> Just doing handstands. Yeah, we used to have huge parties at his house. Wow. Oh, I, love I thought it was like payback because I used to cut his grass. And he's like, whenever you want to use the pool, my house, my fridge, he always yeah, used to stock the fridge for Offer us, was so. open. Yeah. So it was, it was open. I knew the garage code. <laughs> I'm that's, sure that's exactly what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, no I, I thought when I asked that you were going to say, you know, you had a few people over and you were, I wasn't expecting like a animal house or anything like that. No, it was, it <laughs> was fun. One. We had a good time at his house. That's <laughs> to say the least. Totally worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. Clearly, clearly he didn't cross you off his, his list though. Still speaks no, of you with love. I would love to know what he did in juniors too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure all you have yeah. to do is ask him. Or yeah, he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. He'll tell you. Oh my God, we love him. He doesn't it. shy away from that. No, we no. all saddle up for stories of Kelly, that's for sure. Yeah. I know you were saying, Pat, like you have these, these next four days are pretty critical at camp. Are they making you stay indoors right now before you take off? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So I'm sure we can go golf again, but I think the, the only thing that is if you have a wife that works and or that's in the hospital, you have to move to the hotel. Okay. He's next. They were starting, it would have been starting yesterday. So the last five days would have been critical in that way. So like obviously trainers – that are married, that wife's work in mm. Tampa. They have to move to the hotel. Um, your wife can't go work out, can't go to the grocery store, um, can't see friends. So uh, I think that was the only thing 
only things that they told us, but I mean, we just, they're just trying to make sure no one tests positive right before the hub city, yeah. which is obviously smart. But I think guys testing positive a couple of days ago, they're still going to miss the hub city either way. Jeez. Right. Well, now you they guys have go? To... Yeah. Sorry. Correct. Sorry. What... So yeah. We go Sunday. Okay. So we leave Sunday night at like six o'clock. So. Are you all in the same, well, once you get to the hub city, are you all in the same hotel or they have you separated into different hotels by team? I think it goes by seating, like whoever's okay. first, second, third, fourth in the standings when yeah. the, when COVID hit or when the season went on pause. So we're going to do, I think it's like us, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Washington, all in one hotel. That's going to be a lot of downtime, hey? Like, oh my God, a hotel I think it's room. just going to be weird though when you see your opponents just walking to the same hotel as you. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me, though. Or if there are four above you, and you're just hanging out at the same hotel, going to the same pool, or you know, yeah. going to the same restaurants. Like I think it's just we're going to be seeing a lot of each other, which it could build up a lot of I don't know emotion. Like if you really mm-hmm. hate that guy on the ice, you're like, God, I can't wait to see him again. You know, I don't know. But yeah, that's interesting. I really hadn't thought about that. I guess I thought you'd be a little more separated. Not that you'd be in like, I don't know, 10 different hotels or anything, but um, yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be, it's like, they're basically saying it's like a college campus. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fenced in. You can't leave throughout the fence. If you leave the hotel, you can't, you have to stay in the fence. Um, little things like that. Uh, obviously you can't have, guests come inside in and out of the hotel. If you order Uber Eats, there's a separate room. They clean it off before you get it. Um, little things Jesus. like that. Yeah. I have a question. And the workers have to get tested every day. Okay. So, at the hotel, the employees at the hotel. Yes. And everywhere restaurants, unless the restaurant, there's like five restaurants offsite. But how do you control that, what those people are doing though? Like You can't. That's the thing. So you can pretty much get it from a worker. But my thing is, if, if, okay, so we go to the Hub City, and then we, we play the opposing team. You don't know if they have it, so what if they're sweat on you? You're, you might get it from them. Yeah. So who knows how this is going to work. This will be very, very interesting. I pray it works because, obviously, people want to see, see us come back and – People want to see sports come back on TV. So I'm praying it, it works and I'm praying like no one really gets sick out of this. Mm-hmm. I think that's number one. We want everyone to be healthy and um, that is going to hopefully dictate how it continues. If it continues to, to the, the final round or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hope. I mean, that's, that's the goal. So mm-hmm. I think everyone, I just hope everyone's safe and yeah. mm-hmm. no one really gets really, really sick out of it. And no one yeah, sneaks so. any guests in. No one sneaks any guests. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. I want to know yeah. who's. Okay, I've, this is a silly question, but um, you gotta watch out for the single guys. Exactly. This is my. This is my question. Do you have? So, is, has the team decided they're gonna pay for incidentals in your room? Like, who's paying for the porn channel? 
You know, you don't have to. Um, youporn.com you or youjazz.com. You you it's, like, it's not like when the guys played in the 70s where you get it on the TV. Yeah, Bridge, what are you talking about? I just dated there's myself. So, there's, uh, there's so many free websites, Bridge. Yeah, I think you just pick up your iPhone, your laptop, or your iPad. I think you'd be fine. I forgot about they that. Just might need, they just might need some assistance. <laughs> that's not that's when you order the stuff in <laughs> yeah like, um super inappropriate are, are you allowed to order that stuff in <laughs> i don't know they're washing i mean they're washing it down for you downstairs so what they say right well one that's year true. one of our te- teammates had uh, a sex party one year obviously jody um so we just like ordered all the guys like a pocket pussy and we're mm-hmm. like have fun See ya. So maybe everybody needs to get. Uh, like, we can cut this. <laughs> um, Ray's was shredded, by the way. He went through more than one. <laughs> and he didn't have to go live by himself uh, for three months. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, That's my God. Too funny. Uh, maybe I, I think, can take this part well, out so I don't sound like a. I think if guys have those, you're going to have to rinse them out at least three times, four times a day. <laughs> you just can't share oh, them. These poor it. guys. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It's even grosser. Sorry, I can't even believe I said that out loud. First, I date myself to 1970s uh, pay-per-view on TV. <laughs> I don't think it was pay-per-view. It was like the menu channel. <laughs> I think it was. We had one teammate in Vancouver. In Vancouver, they when they were still had roommates and stuff. And one guy, if you were his roommate he, and you went to like the bathroom or whatever, he'd log on your computer and just like visit every porn website. And then <laughs> one chick, her her husband came home and she's like, "You you sicko!" It's just like all porn in his history. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Likely story. That. Yeah, good story, bud. My friend did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was my, it my, was my friend teammate. did it. It was my teammate. <laughs> yeah. That's an excuse. Yeah. Okay. One more question about, um, I guess the the hub city parts. Will have they discussed at all letting any family members come in to watch, in any regard I or not? Think. I, I don't know if it's official yet, but I think conference finals and the finals. Okay. So they'll okay. be in Edmonton, and I think oh. they have to stay in their own hotel room for the first seven days. Yeah, and then they can come over because they want them to quarantine, or and you have to have you have to pass a couple tests. Okay, so, so when you say bring, but them I don't over, know if that's just not with wife you guys though. Or, okay, I don't know if that's just wife or wife and kids. Interesting. So I think they will be in the same hotel but different rooms. Okay. And then you won't be allowed to see them until after they've quarantined for two weeks. Five or seven days, I think. Okay. Interesting. So, That'll be interesting. So to we have see to quarantine when we get there on Sunday. We have to quarantine for five days when we get there on Sunday. We can only see our teammates and go to our hospitality suite. We can't go to restaurants. We have to order in. We have to get room service. We can go to the rink and practice, and then we have to go back. Hmm. And no players can go inside the room. So a player can't come and hang out in my room. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's throughout the whole thing. Do you know if they have staffed any um, 
doctors, like a psychologist or psychiatrist to have in the hotels for you guys? I think a team will probably, we have one yeah. already on, on staff. So I think, I think a lot of teams will probably hire one just so you can talk to and yeah. you're going through a hard time with family yeah. and um, communicate and kind of get things off your chest or if you're just having a bad day. So yeah. I think we have a guy that's really good. So good. Um, I'm sure a lot of guys, he's been sending us notes throughout the whole quarantine too. So I think guys will probably use him a lot. And that's you have your teammates. I know, you know, there's a few guys that you can kind of talk to throughout your team and mm-hmm. kind of keep it between yourself. So that's what a team's for. Yeah, that's good. It, it'll be good yeah. to, um, hopefully there'll be, I don't know, sometimes it takes a guy to reach out and just say, Hey, how are you doing? You know? And, um, that will be good. Like you said, that's what it, that's what a team's for. You guys are really gonna, you're, I don't know, it's uncharted water. You're going to navigate this new all together. Yeah. I, everyone is, I think not only us, but I think the whole world, right? Oh yeah. So it's just, it's, yeah. It's going. It's it's the new. It's the new new that yeah. we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, by December, January, we're back to normal, like they said they would. But yeah. we don't know. Yeah. Um. Kind of change the subject. Were you guys supposed to get married this summer, or were you guys planning for next year? I don't know. That's her decision. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just I don't wonder, know where to start. I know we so many people's. Get, we were supposed to get married probably this summer. But now we'll probably October. I don't know. Yeah. We want a small wedding now. I don't. It's just tough. I think people are canceling now, and who knows how long the playoffs are going to go next year. So, like, I think everyone's kind of scrambling right now for when to have their weddings. Uh, but we're kind of easy. Right. We're just going. We're just going through the motions. So yeah. Well, that's great too. I think I've heard that um, yeah. people that are getting no, married just, now, it's less about the production of the wedding and more about just getting married and actually having smaller weddings and more intimate gatherings and deciding when it works for you. So, hey, love's gonna win there. You're gonna you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna have fun either way. And I yeah. think uh, I went to a wedding during this whole thing. It was a good friends of ours, and they only had like. 40 people and it was like only family. I mean, you had to cut out a lot of family, but yeah. it was in their backyard. It was great. And I had had the time of their life. So it's just uh, like, you can do something like yeah. that. So I think yeah. it's going to change a lot of people's perspective on having like a big wedding with mm-hmm. 300, 200 people instead of just, you know, doing a really small gathering with your closest friends and family. Yeah. Well, we wish yeah, you guys to cut out some family. <laughs> like sorry covid <laughs> you can't right. come <laughs> yeah, i think they'll understand make it simple oh that's true hey yeah, well, Pat, exactly thank you so much for hanging out with us and um chatting about all the things we sure wish you the best of health and all the players and same thing to your family uh to fran and anthony uh health and happiness always Thank you. Thanks for having me, girls. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Same back at you. Be yeah, safe. Tell them when I said hi. Yeah. What's good up? Luck. For sure. Thanks for coming Thank on. You. We appreciate it. Okay. All right. Good, good luck. Good luck. We can't wait to watch. Ciao. Thanks. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.